listener beware. You gave us the scares. Hello. And welcome to Say Podcast and Die. The podcast where two queers sit in the closet and talk to you about goosebumps. And in this case, where we read each other goosebumps and make ourselves part of the story. That's right. It's Theories and Queries, and today I am querying Alyssa. Alyssa is me. And I'm Andy. That's right. And I have the power in my hand. You may remember back in Theories and Queries 14, we covered our first Give Yourself Goosebumps books, and Alyssa asked me a bunch of questions about what I would do at a scary carnival, and I think what I did was something horrible, which is get lost in an endless loop in a hall of mirrors. Forever. This is very, very disturbing way to end that podcast and that adventure. Well, to not end it, really. Yeah. You didn't even get at the end. No. But today, I am the reader, and Alyssa's the decider. That's right. I have the power. You do. I don't, though. I know they know these books and their mind games. <laughs> it's an illusion of power. Well, let's see if you can outdo them. So you all remember a little bit of what happens in this, but just to recap, so we don't have to go through the, the buildup. Because there's a lot of turn to the next page, not there really is. being a choice. Yeah. So I think we have to decide where to start. So this is about you. Me. Going with your friends, Patty and Brad who like to fight with each other. They do. And you're the always one who has to decide things. I hate that. That's so stressful. It really sets up the premise for this book well, though. <laughs> and so they go to the carnival. And now, do you decide to go home or do you decide to climb the fence to get in? I, th- I think I should climb the fence. Okay. Much as I'm tempted to pick that answer. So that's not that we'll, we'll go ahead. And then there's a bunch in the along the way where we're just moving from page to page without making choices. So you uh, see a freak show, you know, you see a, a mean man with a mustache who says you're not supposed to be there. Yeah, he's so mean telling me I'm trespassing. Yeah. His name's Big Al, by the way. And he kind of changes his mind and says, actually, I want you kids to stay on try out the rides before the grand opening. <laughs> I think someone should have tried out the rides before this also. Probably. So do you want to go on the rides or do you want to check out the midway? I think I want to go to the midway. I want to play some games. Okay. So now we have departed from the path I took. That's right. So this is all new territory. Uncharted. Start reading on page 77. Let's head for the midway and play some games, you say. You, Patty, and Brad jog down a wide avenue. (laughs) Not me. This is the second time we've heard of kids going jogging in the goose first. Remember in the first Say Cheese and Die, Sherry's like, what if we went jogging? Yeah, just for fun. Tents of every color line the street. That sounds Lovecraftian. It does. Colors never before imagined. (laughs) Carnival music blares from loudspeakers. You spot a green neon sign flashing above a yellow striped tent. The sign reads, Madam Zeno, fortune teller. So Zeno, like the paradox, I wonder? I guess so. Will I never get there or only be halfway and halfway and halfway and halfway? I mean, I don't want to get into that again. But you say, excellent, I'm going in. You tell your friends... Oh, I didn't even get a choice to just go. No choice. No choice. You tell your friends you'll catch up with them in a minute. You lift the tent flap. Inside, one small candle flickers in the dark. You hear a low voice call out, enter my chamber. There is Madame Zeno, sitting in the shadows. She wears a long red dress dotted with brightly colored gems. They shimmer in the candlelight. Her black hair tumbles to her shoulders as she bends over a large crystal ball. I say, what's a girl like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> I wonder if she's Clarissa from... Be Careful What You Wish For. From Be Careful What You Wish For, yeah. Or friends with her. Yeah. This is her This is her day job. Yeah, or her summer job. <laughs> she could be in school, you know? Yeah. Studying crystallology. Yeah. Cardomancy. <laughs> Humanities. 
Oh, fuck. Welcome, she whispers. Then she reaches out and gently lifts your hand. Let me tell you your future. I wonder why she's working tonight. Given that the carnival's not open? I don't know. To find she's your... also just rolling with the fact that some weird kid wandered in. Yeah, she really played it off better than the people at the farmer's market did when we walked in half an hour early a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they didn't open until 1.30. <laughs> uh, do you want to find out your future on page 78? I think I don't have a choice. Oh, we're, get, we're about to get into some Matrix shit here. Madame Zeno studies your hand closely. She traces the lines in your hand with her soft fingers. Mm. <laughs> I see horror in your future. In your immediate future, she warns. <laughs> what kind of horror, you stammer? Is she going to, like, throw a spider at me? <laughs> she really came prepared for some kid <laughs> bothering her the day before she's supposed to start work. What do you mean? Madame Zeno releases your hand. She picks up a strange deck of cards. She spreads them out on the table. You notice the cards have pictures. A headless man, a bloody sword, a large evil eye. She gathers up all the cards and flips the deck over. Then she deals out a red card and a blue card. Oh, this is a Matrix moment. Mm -hmm. Turn one over, she commands. Learn your fate. Guess I have to pick the red card. Red pill. Page 14. Yeah, which has taken on a weird connotation in the last, you know, since the Matrix yeah. came out. But that's, I'm thinking of it in the spirit of the original movie. Are you sure you, so you sure you want to go with red? Yeah. All right. Ooh, I don't want to get us off course here, but I just passed a really cool the spinny page. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I wanted to go to the games. Oh. But I, we didn't get there. I just, I just wandered into a fucking fortune teller booth and I didn't have a, have a choice. You're trying to game the system, I see. That's right. You reach out slowly and touch the red card. To your amazement, a 3D heart magically appears. <laughs> it was like a hologram. Yeah. Like the cover of this book. <laughs> and rises from the surface. Then it starts to beat. Thadump. Thadump. It's actually thadump. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> not a doctor. It must be some fancy optical illusion. Yeah, that's what you thought, isn't it? Yeah. You lean closer to figure out the trick. Yow! You screech. <laughs> that does sound like me. And jerk back to avoid the warm red liquid that nearly squirts in your eye. You, like, poked it and it shot out blood at you. Oh. It's like a, like an octopus. It's like, get away. Yeah. Like a squid. Is it blood? It looks like blood. Wow, cool effect, you say. How do you do it? Turn over the card, Madame Zeno orders. Do it now. Do it now. Madame Zeno really gets into her act. Doesn't she know this is just a game, you think? But you do as you are told. Big deal. No weird pictures, no hidden fortunes. All you see are the numbers 1, 3, 2, shimmering in gold script against a midnight background. What does it mean, you ask? You will know when the time is right, the fortune teller whispers, her voice so low you can barely hear her. It could save your life. Do you remember the numbers? 1, 3, 2? Do you know what they mean? No. I'm guessing a locker combination. <laughs> it's like... Not the code an idiot would put on his luggage, because it's <laughs> slightly out of order. Yeah, there you go. What does she mean? Turn to page 41 to find out. Mm. I At first I thought it was going to be the page number. I was like, no, this book doesn't have 132 pages. It actually does. Oh, hey. What do you mean the magic number could save my life? You ask Madame Zeno. <laughs> but she doesn't answer. Explain yourself. She just stares off into space. <laughs> that's, not, that's not unsettling at all. She's like... I'm sorry, I'm not here right now. Please leave a message. I mean, you are always looking for ways to get out of conversations. <laughs> True. She's just beaten me to it. She seems to have fallen into a deep trance. You don't really believe her. These fortune tellers are all fakes. <laughs> a cynical 12-year-old. I know. I mean, in that it is true to me. <laughs> but you memorize the number anyway. 
one three two one three two. I picked red instead of blue. You chant to help you remember. Oh wow! <laughs> Madame Zeno puts the card back in the deck. She closes her eyes and waves you away with her jeweled hand. Yeah, she's in a trance. <laughs> you guess the fortune telling is over, so you leave. <laughs> you leave the tent to search for Patty and Brad. I'm really good at picking up on social cues. Yeah. You squint under the bright lights of the midway, scanning all the game booths, but you can't find them. You're trying to figure out which way to go when you spot Big Al coming towards you. He's not alone. He's leading a large group of people. As they come closer, you hear that they are chanting something. Play or pay. Play or pay. <laughs> I'm not going to pay. <laughs> what does it mean? I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah. Oh, you're about to get your wish. Oh, hey. Page 16. Hi, you say to Big Al. Who are all those people? He doesn't really answer your question. Welcome to the Carnival of Horrors, he says. You must play or pay. We have many games on... I have on... no money. Yeah. We have many games on our midway. You must play, too. He practically spits the word must out. If you oh, su- man, his demeanor really changes. Yeah. If you succeed, you can win prizes. But if you lose, you pay with your life. Huh. I think... Oh, is that what they mean by pay? Like, Oh, I guess so, yeah. But I just, like... I don't know, like, my life versus some carnival prizes. It just doesn't seem very, 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 very balanced. balanced. Yeah. yeah. Some carnival prizes that were, like, they were made by children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Children just like me. <laughs> Boy, he's really laying it on thick, you think. But it's a pretty cool gimmick. Okay, I'll play a game. Then I've got to go home. No one goes home, Big Al says, <laughs> until they play. You must play two games. I said I would play. You said a game. Uh. Al says two. And survive. Well, I mean, you don't have to survive. No. Can't make me play two if I'm dead. (laughs) Okay, okay, you mutter to yourself. You glance around the midway at the two closest games. Guess your weight on Mars and the Wheel of Chance. You have to pick one to start or you'll never get out of here. Do you think Wheel of Fortune was trademarked? Probably. Even though it pre-existed the TV show by a long fucking time? Yeah. I feel like they're like, let's not risk it. Yeah. So do you want to guess your weight on Mars or play the Wheel of Chance? I'm going to guess my weight on Mars. You don't I have want a hunch. to go to the wheel. But I have a hunch about what the 132 is. Wouldn't your weight be lighter on Mars? I don't know, but I think the 132 is supposed to save my life. But I think smaller planets you weigh less on. And I think a 12-year-old... Okay, well, let's just Don't see. make assumptions about me. I'm sorry. But I wonder what you would have to weigh on Earth to weigh 132 pounds on Mars. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. You know what was the worst is if you lost your place and didn't know which page you were going to yet, and you're like, fuck. I'm probably going to really regret not choosing the wheel, because that was cool. It looks cool, yeah. You step up to the Guess Your Weight on Mars booth. A woman in a space suit motions you inside a gate. You pass through and find yourself in the middle of a courtyard that looks just like a miniature launching site, complete with its own rocket. Security check, the lady says, as she presses your hand onto a fake scanner. I don't know how you know it's fake. Everyone's I know. grabbing your hands in this. Yeah, they're very touchy. Also, this is a really big setup for what's essentially a game that's just a scale that you stand on. Yeah, I, I always pictured these as a bit less involved. Yeah. I'll guess how much you weigh on Mars, she explains. Then you'll enter the planet simulation chamber and stand on the scale. If I'm stumped by more than one pound up or down, you win a giant candy bar. What if you guess right? The space lady doesn't say anything at first. Then she just smiles, a nasty smile, and answers, you lose, is all she says. Mm. So you can't really do anything. You just have to That's weigh annoying. what you weigh. Oh. Seem different than you are. Well, this is probably the wrong choice, but okay, let's keep going. Yeah, page 18. I wonder if there are happy endings to this. The space lady slowly circles you as she sizes you up from head to toe. 
Hmm. I think you weigh 38 pounds. 38 pounds? What? Oh, well, on Mars. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, are you wrong. I'm never wrong, she says, smirking. She snaps her fingers, and two enor- enormous guards appear. They each take one of your arms and drag you out of the courtyard. But I don't weigh 38 pounds, you yell. Then you remember, it isn't your weight on Earth that matters. True in general, I would say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good life lesson. It's your weight on Mars. Man, I really thought I was going to game this system, but I don't think I did. Do you weigh 38 pounds on Mars? You better find out quickly, because something tells you that what Big Al said about having to survive might be true. Weigh in on page 134. That's not even 132. No. Oh, man, you're about to get to make a decision at last. Oh, finally! You've got to figure out what you weigh on Mars. Fast. But how? I don't understand why. That wasn't how she explained the rules. No, not at all. She guessed it, and then I just stand on the scale. You're about to give up when you notice a flashing sign. It reads, The gravity on Mars is almost 40% of what it is on Earth. This book is trying to fucking make you do math. Yeah, this is giving me flashbacks to, like, math and science class, and I'm like, no thank you. Okay, now you can figure it out. Multiply your real Earth weight by four. Now drop off the last digit. For example, if you weigh 90 pounds, 90 times four equals 360. Dropping off the last digit, you get 36 for your weight on Mars. If you don't want to do the math, you can just leave it to luck. Just guess. And that's going to have you guess your weight, but like... But I'm not 12. Yeah, you I'm don't know what this... I'm a 32-year-old woman. How much do you think a 12-year-old boy weighs? Or girl, since we don't have a gender here. Uh, I mean, it gave me 90. Okay. I feel like that's too What obvious. are the options? If you think your Mars weight is 37 to 39... If you think your Mars weight is 37 to 39, go to page 53. If you think your Mars weight is less than 37 or more than 39, go to page 22. So basically, do you think you weigh a little more than 90 pounds or like less or a lot more? I have no idea. I don't know what 12-year-olds weigh. I don't know what I weighed at that age. Oof, that was right before I hit puberty, so... Yeah, that was a that was a rough time for for weigh-ins. Then every fucking month it was like a new pant size. Yeah, let's go to twenty-two. Okay, so you think either less than thirty-seven or more than thirty-nine? I'm trying to find a situation in which she's wrong. Let's try it. You're pretty sure that space lady guessed wrong. Now all you have to do is step on the scale and prove it. It's really funny. Arlstein has like already forgotten what he wrote two pages ago. Yes. The two goons shove you inside a planet simulation The two goons? Yeah, hired goons. (laughs) It's a long, narrow tube, and it's really stuffy inside. You can barely breathe. You step on the scale. You check the readout. Boy, oh boy, the space lady is wrong. Hooray! (laughs) We don't know in what direction. Ah. You jump up and down. I won, I won. Back outside, you collect your prize. It's a huge chocolate bar. Cool. Yeah. You take a big bite out of it and stuff the rest in your pocket. Gross. (laughs) Gross. <laughs> yeah, that is really gross. I think it's maybe still in the wrapper. Like, maybe you yeah, turn over so. the edge of the wrapper. So. You gaze around. The coast is clear. Maybe you can find Patty and Brad and get out of here. You walk a few steps forward, but a heavy hand clamps down on your shoulder from behind. It's Big Al. It's time to play another game, he says, grinning. If you have not tried the Wheel of Chance, go to page 8. If you've already played the Wheel of Chance, go to page 17. Oh, this seems like an interesting opportunity to cheat. Yeah, you could say you did. You wanted to play that wheel so badly. I, want, I should play to. the wheel. You don't have to. I know, but I, I, I feel. I think I'd feel bad about myself if I cheated. I think it was already cheating to know it existed. That's true. But okay, are you sure? Yeah. You wandered over to the wheel of chance and immediately noticed two strange things. 
First, you read the sign in the booth. It says, Wheel of No Chance. <laughs> then you hear the Barker's voice calling, Step right up. Jeez, everyone's in dress rehearsal tonight. Yeah. But there's no one there. No one but a green and yellow parrot. <laughs> Excuse me, you say, hoping someone will answer. Is this game open? No, I'm standing by this wheel for my health, the parrot cracks. <laughs> I love this parrot. Yeah, me too. Now, do you want to spin or what? The parrot, Not really. <laughs> the parrot is obviously annoyed. Mammals, he mutters. <laughs> can't live with them, can't live without them. You steal a glance around. I feel like parrots could live without us. They surely could. They'd probably be better off. They could find our peanut stashes. Yeah. You glance. You steal a glance around. Maybe you should skip this game. But Big Al sneaks up behind you. Spin, he says. You must earn enough points to win. Is this like Buddy before Buddy? Or was Buddy yeah. his protege like Amanda and Saw? Or maybe this was. <laughs> uh, maybe this was Buddy's next job. Yeah. Took on a new name. Grew a mustache. Yeah. He just seems very obsessed with people playing games. But how will I know if I have enough points, you ask? Spin. It's his final word. Here's how to spin. Close your eyes and twirl your finger over the wheel on this page. Then let your finger land somewhere on the wheel. Go to the number that you've landed on. Okay. Spin again. (laughs) Ooh. Free spin. 49. The wheel stops on free spin. You are ready to try again. But the parrot flies over and latches onto your shoulder. Oh. Yeah, that's what you say. You say, ouch, that hurts. (laughs) Free spin, free spin. You're going on a free spin. Turn me loose, you command. (laughs) It's a weird tone to take. It really is. When you swivel your head to glare at the bird, a scream freezes in your throat. The parrot has ballooned into an enormous vulture. Huh. Famously (laughs) balloon-like. The parrot... uh, I could have a hard time sitting on a 12-year-old's shoulder. Yeah, well, maybe it's like one talon. It's just like balancing. (laughs) His beady eyes pierce right through you. He digs his razor-sharp claws deeper into your shoulder. Run, your every survival instinct shouts, but the bird of prey has other ideas. I mean, if it's a vulture, he's a scavenger, so you have to be dead (laughs) first. The bird has other ideas. One of them is dinner, with you as the main course. The big bird snatches you by the back of your shirt as if you were a rag doll. Kicking and screaming and using every defensive move you learned from karate class. (laughs) Interesting character detail. You struggle for your life, but it's no use. With a jerk, he lifts you off the ground. You suddenly have a frightening view of the carnival from 20 feet, 30 feet, 50 feet up. Fly on to page 50. You're surviving a lot longer than I did. (laughs) I wonder, is he going to, like, drop me? Like, spin me around and drop me? Is that what's happening? It seems likely. Thump, thump, thump. Your heart bangs loudly in your chest. What kind of carnival is this? (laughs) Let me speak to your manager. I'm Karen now. Where a free spin is more like a death sentence. (laughs) You circle a green clump of treetops. You're really dizzy now. That is what you said, like a free spin, huh? That is funny. You want to close your eyes, but you know it's not a good idea. It's classic Carl Stein. Yeah. Since you're flying 50 feet high without a plane or a parachute. As you circle closer to the treetops, you are met with a horrifying view. Five baby vultures in a nest. This seems small, though. This seems very cute. Five very hungry babies with mouths gaping wide open. The end is near. You're going to wind up as a take-home dinner, unless you can somehow force the vulture to let you go. Frantically, you reach into your pockets. If you've won a chocolate bar at one of the games of chance, (laughs) go to page 76. Do it. I don't think birds are supposed to have chocolate, though. Yeah. Well, these seem to be not real birds. (laughs) You dig deep into the side pocket of your jeans and find it. The chocolate bar you won. It's a good thing you didn't eat it all, but will the vulture go for it? Without warning, the big bird starts his final approach, diving straight for the nest. You pull out the candy and wave it frantically in front of him. 
treat, treat, you holler. <laughs> These words make your dog at home go wild. <laughs> but will it work on the vulture? I wonder if our dog's going to be waiting outside the closet for this. <laughs> yes, he cracks open his beak, just enough for you to wiggle, t- wiggle loose. Then you're falling, falling. Oh, this wasn't well thought out, was it? Not really. You've landed on a giant trampoline. Fling! Huh. Now you're going up again. Higher this time. Now you're falling again. Fling! You've bounced up even higher this time. We're really just trying to fill up pages, aren't we? Every life has its ups and downs, but it looks like you'll be bouncing up and down forever. What? And boy, is it fun. The end, the end, the end, the end. <laughs> All right. That was a very strange ending. I didn't see where that was going, and I'm I'm disappointed I didn't get to use my number 132. I know. I also think that if people are coming to the carnival the next day, you have a chance of being saved. Yeah, I'm just bouncing there. Yeah. And they're like, do you need a hand? <laughs> Goosepunks, we want to know what you think. What would you have done? And what do you think the 132 was all about? Don't tell us, though, in case we want to revisit this book. Oh, yeah. Wrong Don't... answers only. <laughs> Alyssa, how do you feel about that adventure? Man, these give me so much anxiety. It's like gambling, right? Where you're like, oh, man, I could win, but I'm probably not going to win. Right. So I was riding that high for a little while, though, I will say. The only stakes are emotional, though. (laughs) That's right. And who cares then? Yeah. What did you think as the the narrator of, you know, the one where you'd previously been the decider? Honestly, my main takeaway was there was a lot more narration than choices in these books. Yeah. Felt like I was reading a lot. Yeah. But, you know, clever, fun. I've never tried to write one of these. That's true. Seems hard. It does. So that's that's <laughs> what I thought. Actually, I wonder if Arlstein wrote these. I don't know. Because at the top it says, Arlstein, give yourself goosebumps. This is more like a command. Arlstein, give yourself goosebumps. <laughs> well, I was just wondering if it's like Jordan Peele presents. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, because some of them, some of his books are Arlstein Presents, right? Or Yeah, some yeah. of them explicitly are. Yeah. I mean, this really feels like his tone, though. It so. does. Well, anyway, Goosepunks, write us. Tell us stuff. We like to hear it. Yeah. Tell us your theories, your queries. Tell us which reader beware you choose the scare books have the most choices. Yeah. And tell us what your scariest carnival experience was, but only if it's funny. <laughs> Ultimately. Ultimately. Yeah. Well, you can do that by emailing us at saypodanddie at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with us and on Twitter and Instagram at saypodanddie. Listeners beware. Send us more scares. Ooh. Ooh. Good boo. Good boo.